welcome. It's the Filmmakers Podcast. Yes, this is the podcast where we talk filmmaking, from studio films to indie films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. It is Thursday night. I am less tired than I was on Monday night. I've had some rest after filming cassette film, and I'm feeling a bit more like myself. I'm really excited to share with you part two of our brilliant chat with No Shade director Claire Aniam Osigwe and British Urban Film Festival director and Buff Originals CEO Emmanuel Aniam Osigwe. So on part two, this episode, they give you great advice about filmmaking and give massive inspiration to fresh new voices as well and how you can push yourself further over the line. We talk about their new Windrush documentary and how you can get your film into the British Urban Film Festival this year. Yes, the early bird has started. I'm Giles Alderson. You should know that already. I'm the producer of Cassette and the producer of Serial Killer's Guide to Life and I'm the director of The Dare and the new TV series called Not For Profit. And I'm co-directing the vegan documentary with Dan Richardson, who joins me as co-host on this podcast. We have a name for the vegan documentary. It's always the vegan experiment, the vegan documentary. Well, now we have a name. And the name is Food for Thought. Yeah, that's Food for Thought for you. Go, mm, hang on, I've heard that before. Hang on, that's crap. Oh, no, that's quite good. I get it. I hear all your voices. I'm a bit like Mel Gibson in What Women Want right now. Yes, bang, 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 all bouncing off my head. I get it. No worries. It's fine. I live with it. Bouncing off me. Um, we like it. It's cool so far. Maybe we'll change it for some legal reasons. Maybe we won't. But that is our new title. Expect a Facebook page soon. Expect a Twitter page. Um, so please do follow and please do support our little journey on what we are doing. We're going over to Croatia very soon to film over there very excited for that cannot wait so indie film shout outs to people who have supported us this week Will Kenny Alex Hardy Mark Robbins 01 who else has been little heroes Claire 3RT or 3TR thank you um, very much but Leo emailed me about his brand new short gritty thriller set at sea called The Boat Film and he was wondering, it was not too much to ask, if you mind helping to support the film's new crowdfunder on Indiegogo. In the final week, we got 75%. In fact, I think it might be the last day tomorrow, Friday. So get in there uh, today, I should say, because I'm recording this on Thursday, but obviously it's coming out on Friday. So we're giving them a shout out now and we'll be sharing it on social media as well. But if you could help, that would be amazing. It's their Indiegogo campaign. The link is in the show notes. Do them a favor, stick a fiver in, stick a quid in, whatever you can. Get them over the line. This film sounds brilliant. The film is about a father and a son from England who are about to return home on a sailing yacht. When two strangers get aboard their boat, this is Afran and Walid, the two desperate men from Afghanistan, and they want to pay the father and son to take them across to England. Things go awry, things go wrong. I won't tell you what happens, but... I cannot wait to see this film. It needs to be told. Uh, and good luck, Leo DeHaan, with your film. Go support him. Do it, do it, do it. Right, let's get into today's part two. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed editing it. Yeah, without further ado, let's jump into 
part two of our chat with Claire and Emmanuel Aniamasigui. We left Claire talking about uh, having to fire an actor uh, from on set and making that bold decision. I pick it back up pretty much straight there. Here you go. Enjoy part two. It's literally a battle to win um, in, in life. And so the battle of, yeah, just chugging through and getting this film done by hook or crook and having to even recast during the, the shooting. Did you? Why? Yeah, one of the actors, um, I had to dismiss him on gross misconduct. Wow. After day one, name and shame. He's not even worth naming, you know. But you know what? We do have him in the film for like a second. As a ghost montage, is like the film. Ah, So we laugh about it. But sorry, I'll probably shouldn't be saying that publicly. I'm trying to, I should be holding my composure. It's so funny. No, no, no. Because honestly, if he, if my lead, Kadeem, who I absolutely adore and have adopted as a baby brother, Kadeem Pierce, wasn't wasn't so focused on winning himself in terms of this is my lead role. Yeah, this is it. I could really beat this person up, but Mm. actually Mm. Claire's given me this incredible opportunity to shine. I I just need to stay focused. If he had reacted differently to what this other guy was doing to him on set, it could have mashed up my whole film. Yeah, it could have. And so I was like, you know what? I need to protect you now. Mm-hmm. And now, actually, this guy needs to just be removed from the project because I was. I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking about traveling around the world. You know, totally. we're going to Washington right. next month You've to show the film right? festivals, yeah. distribution, and uh, he would be involved in that be here, forever. Like, yeah. talking shit, yeah, acting up. It. Yeah, no way. And I thought, hell to the no, Good for to you. the no, no. Yeah, yeah. it's powerful. Um, it's strong to do that. Go. It's hard. Yeah, to do that. it is hard, really and it hard. was hard. And I just thought, you know what? Yeah, I, I need to protect this baby and the people that are in it who who are giving me their lives in this moment. Yeah. You know, it was a proper like labor of love, even though people were being paid. It's still a commitment to a craft. The story is so important. And um, so, yeah, it's just those little issues that would come up. And we just, yeah, we just blamed everything on Satan, really. So yeah, yeah. That's... His name was Satan Trump. You know? Yeah. And even yeah, when yeah. we mentioned Satan Trump, as I were, like, the lights would randomly go off. Yeah. <laughs> we like, ah, he's present. It was like we had little code language on set of things yeah. that were going on and little jokes now that we look back on. And we, we bonded. And then after, the aftermath of that was having the WhatsApp group and discussing as real people so not just as actors our views on no shade because mm. i think the film brought up a lot of things for some of the actors about where they sit on the spectrum and how they feel about it and some of the guys were like yeah you know yeah i've probably you know said some of the things that some of the characters have said in the film wow. and i feel shit about that now because i do have dark-skinned daughters and i'd hate for them to feel in 10 years mm-hmm. time when they're dating that men would speak to them in that nature and that their self-esteem would be compromised and but then, you know, you black girls, you know, you, you, you're you not wearing your natural hair. So what does that say about you? And it's like this whole sort of policing of blackness is really just a bit too much. You know, I think you've got to grab people where they are. You know, I used to be, uh, it's kind of sort of going off topic, but bringing it back about, you know, what we was talking off um, air about the veganism thing. And I think I was a staunch vegan and I would get really passionate and upset. But then actually 
I feel that in life, you know, you have to meet people where they're at. Yeah, it's you true. Know? You can't force your you can't, opinions. You can't, it's, you know. It doesn't it's just work. It backfires. People argue yeah. back. We know that now. We don't right. do that. Exactly. You and I think you just say gotta it. come as you are. And yeah. If I can impart something onto you and just be the best example that I can be for you. That's it. Exactly then that's all right. I can do. You're going to live, you know, enjoy your life, man. I wouldn't want anybody to sort of feel uncomfortable. But mm. at the same time, understand your position. You know, if you're, you know, I think we're all responsible for the way other people feel. You know, we can do things that will make people feel a bit better and 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 elevate as opposed to drag down. There's so many reasons for us as human, as the human race, to feel undervalued and question ourselves in our everyday lives. And I think it was it's important for me as an artist, as a writer, director, and actor to be involved in projects where. I won't, it won't be always specifically, but if they are my own projects that I'm involved in, that there's an element of sort of like human rights there that is really sort of about encouraging people to check themselves so that we can be better Yes, as one unit, which is a human race, you know, yeah. because we're just people, mum. Yeah, we are. It's so true. Yeah. So true. So then um, I had a question ready and that just threw me because it's so nice. No, yes. no, it's so nice. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about the film itself. I mentioned it at the beginning. Yeah. No shade. Just in your words, what it is about so that I can play the trailer. Sure. Uh, no Shade is a film about Danny and Jade, who are two best mates. They've been going to, they went to university together. They're now 10 years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this beautiful connection, but Danny always sort of obstructs that connection because in his mind, He believes that Jade is not worthy of being his forever, like happy ever after because she doesn't suit the sort of mass media portrayal of what a black on black relationship should look like. Typically, that is a darker skinned man with a fair light skin or white woman. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, he he has grown up to see himself as you know, a man that should follow that rhetoric, whether it's, you know, from rappers or footballers, black men in power that he looks mm-hmm. at and looks at their other half and sees them as those types of women. Okay. So he 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 can't get past that with Jade, even though he genuinely does love her. Yeah. He won't allow that love to reach its true potential because she doesn't look the part. Right. Like growing up, I always assumed that a black man should ever find someone white. Light, because that's what my dad did. In your pictures, you look mad different. Is it? I'm like different, taller because I'm, I'm wearing flats. <laughs> no, 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 more lighter. Black is beautiful. Like, you know, before Andrea came along, I was so sad to tell Danny everything. But what's the point, you know? I'll never be good enough for him. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. You know, I actually thought lighties were easier to handle. Watch your mouth. What is it we're doing here? Like, are you even looking for a relationship? Why have you got to come on that vibe for? Seriously. Come here. Look, I don't want to hurt anyone. I've tried my best uh, to change. Are you and that... Well, almost. Oh, oh my God, this liar. You need to start looking at character and personality. I think I'm beautiful. Yeah, but they don't see it. You know? They can't see my beauty because of my shade. It's like... 
It's like there's some acceptable shade of beauty and I'm not it. I'm not it. Black is beautiful. Black is gold. Black is black jewel. Black is black You've got some amazing cast. Uh, I'll try and read them out. <coughs> but you've said most of them. Um, obviously, you star in it as well. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty <laughs> nice. amazing. I'm in it. I'm in it. You're in it as well. He has no Did you lines. Make yourself audition. <laughs> no, I'm just pretty sad about my character because it kind of is just me. It's not me, but it definitely was like Carla is like Jade's best friend. Yeah. So I'm the constant sort of like trying to help her with her self esteem whilst also being preoccupied by planning my wedding throughout the film. Okay. And so you've got this sort of I do care, but that's that's what it's like. You know, sometimes you're chatting to a friend and they're like, you know in the nail shop getting their nails done and you're like are you even listening to me like do you care and then also there is this sort of um awareness of my own brown skin that actually now I'm not even that brown mm-hmm. you know when I was younger I was like dark skin because I think back then so in the 90s we didn't have East African women so Sudanese yeah. and Congolese and yeah, women yeah. that are very deep black yes so nigerian and Ghanaian would be your darkest shade of brown here in in britain so now if you pit me against our our other sisters of deeper shade sure i'm actually like golden brown yeah yeah yeah. i'm kind of like do you know what i mean and people are saying are you even dark enough to make this film and i'm like fuck you exactly (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, exactly i've lived in england it's not warm here (laughs) it is today (laughs) (laughs) well for the last month or so actually hey you know what i mean (laughs) but it's just like it's insane exactly like like, oh you know like i remember actually I was called up for their sins by um, BBC Africa two years ago. And they said to me, oh, Claire, we'd love to have you come in because you and Michelle Obama have something in common. And I was like, oh, my God, you and Michelle Obama, what a compliment. What is that? What what, what do we have in common? And the researcher was like, oh, um, you're both married to light-skinned black men. Uh, What? And I was like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? That's, that is that's what you're so calling me up discre- about. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, oh you made God, me yeah. really just really acknowledge that my husband is lighter skin than me. I didn't even think about no, it. No, no. It's not in, I don't give a shit. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, don't give like, a shit. Whoa, it, is that how people are seeing me? Like, I'm some privileged, dark, ugly woman that is lucky enough to. Like, fuck off. Wow, wow, wow. I, was so, I was livid. I was absolutely livid. I was like, there's no way <laughs> you could get me to come on that show. Absolutely. Go but, fuck um, yourself. And no offence. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> some. Some, some. Actually, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what are they going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. To be fair to BBC Africa this year, they've given us incredible coverage, I must admit. We did a lovely live uh, broadcast on Facebook. 50,000 people tuned in. Nice. So many comments, man. It was just too much. Yeah. So So opinionated. So as a a female filmmaker, Mm, but as mm, a black female mm. filmmaker, it's hard enough being a female filmmaker these days. You're a black female filmmaker, which is... Double negative. Double negative, right. means a neutral. So how do you go about getting more work for yourself? Do you just keep going, sod the world, I'm going to do it myself? I think... 
I was I was on I, I do use Twitter quite a bit as my sort of social media of choice mm-hmm. and I do follow Ava and Ava picked up the camera for the first time at 32 I was 32 she was a publicist publicist for 10 years I've been I've got another company so I should let you know yeah, there's a uh, sick string Claire to her PR. Oh, oh, you've got your PR sisters. company as well that's right so you know there's parallels there and she yeah. was saying that you know for the first five films that she features that she directed she worked full time whilst whilst being a filmmaker wow. and I thought five mm. films yeah. okay mm. alright it is what it is, you know. I think a lot of the times, you, as a black girl, um, black person, you are going to work ten times harder for half as less. Um, it is just the way it is. Whether you're in the UK or well, if you're in the Western world, you know the the, tr- the truth of the matter is, if you if you do, if you want to bypass that, go home. Go home, go to the motherland, go back to Nigeria. You know, I could right. go back to Nigeria. Well, there's quite we a decent there. filmmaking oh, there world is. It's, out it's there. insane in terms of plagiarism and, and copyright and people, you know, uh, copying your stuff and putting it all out in the black market. Right. So like uh, like bootlegging, putting yeah, it up yeah, on yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, before you've distributed it. However, you know, if we weren't lived out there, we'd be billionaires. You know, we'd have mm-hmm. stupidly, incredibly, incredibly comfortable lives. Um I think you know, as 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 kids that have grown up and born and bred in the Western world, um, it would be nice to do it because this is home. This is where we live. This is where we were born yeah. and bred here. And I think at the end of the day, um, you 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 have to sometimes be willing to be first. You know, at the end of the day, Amma's before me. So in that sense, I do have a phys- a visual representation. But she was saying, because we honoured her this year at the festival, that she's only four films in and she's still, you know, hustling, begging for money, still getting told no. Really? It's no joke. And, and she's a BAFTA winner. And you think that's because of the colour of her skin? Oh that's... my God, yeah. yeah. You know, she was Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people have said to me, Claire, if you was Claire Smith, you would be a mul- you'd be Kylie Jenner. You'd be sitting on the beach. Somewhere. You'd be a billionaire. Yeah. Kylie Jenner's just been announced as a billionaire in skincare and beauty. Oh, I see. And uh, she's and she's done that in under two years. Mm. Uh, obviously, she's got the legacy of the Kardashian empire behind her. But the the point is, is that as a black woman, you couldn't even um, you couldn't even aspire to be that. Especially not in the UK. If I want to do that, I need to go to America. And really sort of think about the steps that I'd need to get to get on that trajectory of producing films that are in the hundred million bracket or mm-hmm. more. Yeah. And really building from there. Yeah. And um, okay. for me, I just I just don't want to raise children. We're thinking about being parents in the near future. I don't want to raise children in a country that promotes gun violence. Uh, yeah, and, as, and, 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 and 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 bringing black children into this world, that absolutely frightens the hell out of me mm-hmm. because I feel physically ill when I see Facebook and Twitter posts and I see black people being killed and no one is doing jail time. Yeah, and that yeah, for me, yeah. I mean, there are extended family. That's how I see it. I don't know you from Adam, but when you, one of us dies like that or is murdered, it's not just dying, you're murdered. Uh, for you know, assuming that a mobile phone is a gun, it's like I know yeah, our yeah. life is too cheap, and so we're constantly always in this sort of this psychological battle of wanting to build, wanting to create, acknowledging your blackness, but at the same time saying there's no limits. You know, break the glass ceilings. Everyone's on a level playing field, but you knowing that you're not. Mm. 
Yeah, I think you just got to keep yeah. on doing what you keep love building. if you can afford to. Yeah. And um, and finding the right allies to support that mission. People of all shades who want to see you win and, and believe in you. And I think that you do attract your tribe, man. Yeah. You know, I've been incredibly... True lucky at finding some really beautiful people from all over the world who have supported me um you know with mentorship or you know financially or um with just 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 being a support system in a sense so i feel like yeah it's it's not a it's a very like rocky road it's a bumpy road for sure it is for, for sure any is. filmmaker for like, any for filmmaker any film for the most privileged to the you know to to working class Don't yeah. filmmakers uh, uh, well, it worked for you though I mean that's the thing it worked for you that's, that's I think in this day and age I think I don't think you could now no, I think well, it's most very people hard don't have anyway. mortgages anyway. yeah that's true <laughs> it's so hard it's to do it probably yeah. have yeah. got mortgaged his house to finance Psycho yeah, I heard that too because they didn't want him to make a horror film because he was, you know, Alfred Hitchcock and no one believed him in making a horror film at the time. Horror films were B-movies and shit. So, yeah, he was like, well, I'll, I'll fund it myself. Fuck you. I mean, fair play to him. It's his, one of his most famous films. Yeah. Now, isn't it? Did all right? The first yeah. film that I ever studied. There you go. Really? Yeah. yeah, at college. Yeah. Like the first day of and to think he studies, we studied that. Yeah, Mad. that's interesting. But again, it's because he was—he wasn't the system. He was against yes. the system. Yeah, I do see that. And I would I I'd probably be maybe now, that but... kind of filmmaker, though. Like, yeah, in I my think mind, you are. I, I really identify with say a Ken Loach, mm. like mm-hmm. a yeah. Spike Lee. I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, yeah. that's my He's like, shit. Like, yeah, let's do what. Let's just do what we're doing. Who cares about awards? If you like it, then like it. If you don't, it's not for you. As long as I can keep making films and trying to make a difference, which is what you're doing. So, so what is next for you then? What's the plan? Another film straight away. Can you talk about it yet? Uh, but your face reaction then said so maybe you I'll, can't. I'll, I'll defer He's to coughing. my producer. Oh. <laughs> That's a big yes, man. There's another film coming. I can tell. So at the moment, um, with no shade, we're taking it around the world. As Claire alluded to earlier, um, there's a screening due in Washington in August, and then later on in the year, we're in Amsterdam, Dutch premiere. I mean, there's I mean, issues there's in issues Holland, in which Holland. I don't know whether we've got time for, but they're... Oh, I don't think we've got time to talk about that. But yes, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They'll, they'll appreciate, appreciate everything that Claire's talked about times 10. Times 10. Um, right. I mean, we've been there three times and every time we go there, we come back with our hearts so heavy. It's a wonderful city. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's the history is absolutely yeah. tortured. It's just drenched yeah. in it colonialism. And it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, and sort yeah. of the erasure yeah. of true black history. You know, like when you go to the museums and they've literally changed the word king to slave on a portrait of a black man wow you're like hang on fuck so you yeah. don't want us to know that we have black kings in the, six, like in the Tudor times like why yeah that's right isn't that in the arches didn't I read that yes. in like the big old yeah, they've got like literally, all the monuments can, they've changed and, the monuments yes. haven't yeah, they yeah 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 or like yeah, 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 yeah or you know yeah so you paint got, a black child into a p- picture so that they you know look like a like property you know oh, yeah. in a big massive yeah. banquet so that wasn't well, that's been painted on recently mm. to give that impression that no black people are, are property. Because yeah. I know they were trading here. There wasn't really that, you know. Yeah. Of course, there was in Belgium and Brussels, mm. but in Holland they were there for trading, man. Honor that truth. Yeah. 
madness. So I yeah. wanted to make a film about one of the characters that I was in the museum looking at, but okay. So that's when there's time and money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, you, so yeah. you've got a few festivals. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, so. which is great. But then, in terms of you guys making another well, we film, did actually oh, make yeah. another film this year. Um, oh, we yes. did. Yeah, for the Windrush yeah. stories. The Windrush Stories, yes, okay, cool. It's a short documentary, it's 20 minutes, 18 minutes, and it basically is 70 years of Windrush, and so I grabbed a camera and an all-girl female crew, and we went down to Dollis Hill to interview 60 to 90-year-olds, 92 to be exact. Are you buff? they literally were on the windrush boat wow coming over as like teenagers children workers and just hearing their stories and the fear factor of being deported mm. and all the scandal that's going on at the moment the disrespect because actually to be completely fair to them as Nigerians, my, my, my dad came here to flee a, a civil war in Nigeria, the Biafran War, because we're Biafrans, which is the Igbo tribe okay. in the eastern region who wanted to separate from the Yorubas who were powered by the English um, because they the, the Biafran tribe are the sort of wealth of the country. So we wanted to keep our wealth and create our own currency and our own country. The West Indians were invited here. Mm. by the Brits they yeah, weren't they were. fleeing nothing no, they no, were enjoying true. palm trees and no. drinking Put the country back they together again after the yeah, second world war ta- like, yeah, they were literally the war. like yeah. you couldn't watch an advert in the 40s 30s that didn't say come to England and help us rebuild the great British empire and, you know and they're like mm, maybe, maybe I could go there you know work for 10 years and then bring some money back home and mm-hmm. live yeah. And then a lot of them stayed, of you know, because life is okay-ish here um, compared to the slums of, you know, Jamaica or Barbados or wherever where there's hardly any employment. Mm-hmm. And so to think that you have come here, you've had children, grandchildren, paid into society, helped build the transport for London, helped build the NHS mm-hmm. and are told, get the fuck out. Yeah, it's Like you've got literally like couple days yeah like we're putting you on the plane right now yeah, like, and, then, and then you try and yeah, come back and your kids can stay here but you've got to go you're like, like what the what? fuck is like, that that is that is the and this story and broke whilst, whilst claire was filming whilst i was filming so i didn't oh, even right, know, didn't know. No, no, oh, no, no, no i had no idea no 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 i just filmed it was all gonna be like hey and what's yeah, life yeah, like yeah. in britain and how you've been living and like old photos and this and that and but then it turned really nasty because actually, like I said, the first time I went there, it was all about just your legacy and what you've achieved here and when Josh is 17. And then the second time I went there, it was, oh no, and they're deporting us now. And and I was like, geez, man. So what does Windrush at 17 mean to you now? And they're just like, you know, just anxiety, yeah. stress. Like yeah. wow. this was supposed to be a celebration year and a mm. real milestone. But now... We don't know the, our future and a lot of them have got illnesses. So they mm-hmm. need the NHS that they help build. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, as elderly absolutely. people, of course. you know, and they're being, you know, looked at funny and being disrespected uh, and the racism that comes with that as well. And 
Oh, it makes me sick. But yeah, but that, but that's Windrush stories, and we will premiere that um, during Black History Month, which is typically in Britain in October. Okay, so Great. we will we'll be screening that around the country and doing some educational screenings around that. Perfect. I look forward right. to that. Cool. So in terms of No Shade, now where can people watch it? It's due to be released uh, later in the year. Okay, that's all you can say. That's all you can say. Okay, so how about distribution sales? Because obviously you put it on your own channels and stuff but what about are you going out further are you going to well again well again is it a netflix thing or are you going for bringing it back itself? to buff originals part of why we set up the company was um through the festival you're able to see what's going on in the industry Absolutely. what the trends are where the industry is going so i'd like to think that we're kind of one step ahead of the the game Come on. um, and so the way it's looking it looks like streaming is basically the yeah it will go out you can make more money if, yeah. if you own all the rights which it sounds yeah. like you do it's your money you put mm. it in yeah. you go online you can mm-hmm. sell it you've got your audience you already know who wants yes. to see it sure. or it's just it will just come in and go right I'm going to put it here but take all yeah. the money from you yeah. and waste money as waste well money, I mean, there's yeah. really no need when you um, can do it yeah yeah. yeah. I mean imagine your email it. list is you know perfect for this it's oh, like okay yeah. that film's out now go yeah. buy it all this money comes back to us to make another sure. film exactly that's literally what it is great do that I've been literally the thing for everyone to do is to visit noshadefilm.com yep. and you'll be updated with Perfect. everything. Just check on it All weekly. Right. Super. And check the trailer out because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on the homepage as soon as yeah. you hit it. Yeah, yeah it's Thank a really you. good trailer. Great well done. Trailer. I'm not, yeah. 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 Yeah, very well done. So, obviously, they can see the film there. Where sure. can people follow you as well? You mentioned you're on Twitter earlier. Yeah, so my Twitter and Instagram is Claire Anyam O. Okay. Emmanuel's is Emmanuel Anyam O. He can't and speak for himself there like no. that. You were like, no. <laughs> you might go off on a tangent. Emmanuel. Just explaining. <laughs> 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 She's got you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally us on Twitter. Right, that's Twitter. Yeah, that's Twitter. yeah and then Facebook and all that. Yeah, and all the rest. Okay, but I'll put the links to the show yeah, notes please. in there. And um, what would be really nice is before we give. Uh, wrap this up is to just give a little bit of advice to mm. young black filmmakers out there uh, especially black female filmmakers or female filmmakers in general yeah just filmmakers yeah. I mean because it, it is it is double like you you, you are too you know I'm, yeah. I'm a British filmmaker I'm a black British female filmmaker as well yeah advice mm. I would say if you've got a story Get some advice, like send it to people that you admire. I sent my script out to about 20, 30 people. And did you that, know them at all? I did, yeah. Through okay. the festival, like other female writers, yep. female judges, because within the festival we have a live script of course. It's section. a perfect place to go, right? This right, literally to, meet to come home and amazing. meet people. Yeah, 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 the festival, because actually that's where all the talent is. Yeah. And um, to be fair, everyone said the, the script wasn't ready. Nice. Well, that's good, though. That's what you yeah. want. You well, want I honesty. did, but I still produced it. You still did it anyway? I did it anyway. Right, okay. Because I was on. like, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. What did you want in style? Because I think that's the thing sometimes, that you're kind of waiting for validation, but at the same time, it's, it's so like, true. I think you've got to have this inkling of self-belief. Mm-hmm. And the Same with the distribution, incidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like this sort You've of there's like traditional it. models and mm. ways of doing things, and then there's your story and your and your passion and your gut feeling. Because this time last year, 
I didn't know that colorism 2018 was going to be the year of colorism. Like you cannot go on Twitter today and not type in the word colorism and it was spoken about two seconds ago. Yeah, like it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. Celebrities are slipping up making colorism remarks. Yeah, like it's always happening. So I'm always getting a phone call from some media outlet asking for my opinion on was that like they they want to know from it. I've become almost an expert at colorism now. Wow. So people okay. are always calling me like I'm literally about to do a documentary with BBC Five on this because. They're like, oh my god, and what is Amazing. this? I'm, uh, social experiments, and so. So sorry, BBC Five. BBC Five Live. Five it's Live. Five Live, is it? Yeah, five yeah, Live. Cool. Yeah. I just wanted to check. Right, so like, right. Yeah, BBC yeah, Five Live. You. Yeah. Um, I would say trust your instincts because I think your instincts are, you know, when you're onto something good. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Yeah, good. I can't, I can't, I can't express that any further than that. Um, and also, yeah, when things are not going well, like I said, recasting people or mm-hmm. having to cut someone off or making a decision, just do it, man. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the only person that's going to suffer is you. The the two leads that I had before Kadeem and Adele, they were known names, I mm-hmm. guess. They had a lot more credits than Kadeem and Adele. Their emotional intelligence was just not there. Mm. And in the rehearsals, they were just not giving me enough because they were so concerned, like, has my ponytail fallen on the right side? And he was all about, I've, I've produced a film and I know more than you. And, I'm, and I thought, no, you're not going to tell me. I'm telling you, like, I wrote this. Yeah. This is yeah, my yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, you're not telling me. If you, okay. if you don't want to take my leadership, you're not for the job. Yes. So I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's being being confident enough in yourself to to tell your story because actually you can allow people as a first or second time filmmaker to feel like are they know more and then you end up upset because you're you you're not going to have the film that you initially wanted to create because so you've let other people influence you and dictate and your dictate idea. and derail yeah in fact your genius you know yeah so do what you have to do to get that end product because i think at least if it's not about if you love it, uh, it's a commercial product. There's got to be some commercial entity to this. Because yeah. we're not in filmmaking business to lose money. We want to make money. Absolutely, it's a business. It is a it's business and think with a business, business head. So if you can combine your creativity and your passion with some commercial sense, I think you're, that's, 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 that's the, the gold, man. Love it. I love it. I retweeted a thing on Twitter talking about this recently, and it was a quote from Steven Spielberg mm. saying, love if, him. "If you, I, me too. If you have an idea, go make your film. That's Something it. very basic like that." Yeah. And someone had written under it. Everyone retweeted it and said, "Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very. I like to push stuff on Twitter, especially independent supporting all that kind of sure. stuff for filmmakers." Someone had written underneath, "Oh well, it's all good and well for him. He's got a load of money. He can mm. go and make his film." And I thought, "No." Fuck you. It's yeah. the thing. You can go make your film. It's been proven on lower budgets oh God, yeah. so many low, times. No and some low budgets. And you've got your iPhone 8 now. Of course like, you can you go make a film. A camera. Of course you do. But you know the story phone. about Spielberg, yeah. right? His first day on set, as a boy, he mm. just walked on set and he saw yeah. the director chair and just sat in it. Yeah. And yeah, everyone yeah. thought he there was the director of the film. There you go. That's what it's true. They thought, you know, fuck that shit saying I can't do it. I haven't got the money. I haven't got the script. Let's go fucking do it. If you want to be a filmmaker, do it. No excuses, man. I hate the excuses. It makes me so angry. Um, it's, it's, sorry. It's been a real pleasure, I promise you. So I'm just going to wrap this up and we'll come back to you. Um, so you can follow us here at the Filmmakers Podcast at Filmmakers Pod 
on Twitter, uh, filmmakerspodcast.com, where you can get a back catalogue of many podcasts uh, over 16 now. Um, and you can follow me at Giles Alderson. Dan, where can we follow you? Dan Seven Tenths. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, can I quickly plug our call for submissions? Yeah, you can. Let me. Yes. I'll, I'll do this and then I'll come back for it because that, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, remember, the rain dance offer. Go to uh, the link in the show notes. And you can get twenty percent off at Rain Dance. It's incredible. I know. You get on that. I promise you. RD Podcast Twenty. Um, so remember, if you've enjoyed listening to this, tell your friends. Tell everyone. It's all about filmmaking. You can learn from this podcast. And the more people learn about this podcast, the more people learn about filmmaking. There have been brilliant guests today. There have been Claire. Thank you very much, Claire. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Now, uh, before we go, I want to talk about, or you want to talk about, how people can submit to the next Buff Film Festival, right? Go for it. Right. So, the 14th annual British Urban Film Festival. 14th it's open for submissions now if you've got a script if you've got a film send it in to us irrespective of length genre style send it in to us we're looking for music videos we're looking for spoken word we're looking for dramas documentaries uh, scripts whatever you've got send it into the festival the best way to do it is through our website which is www.britishurbanfilmfestival.co.uk forward slash submissions there is an early bird right now so get it in nice and early um, and hopefully it's going to pass the granola test I won't go into the granola test just hashtag you'll know what it means but yeah so submit it via the website and if it gets into the festival um, there is all sorts of incentives I can't explain what it means to get into the festival but mm-hmm. Jesse Quinones who I've mentioned earlier who's from Calistans yeah. so off the back of that film he then won a couple of buff awards he then got employment from London Met University He's now working at several film schools now, off the back of that film that Buff has shown. And obviously from that, he was able to then get students to work on Claire's film, No Shade. So Amazing. There you go. And that's what I mean. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, there you go. got your wife. So that's amazing. And that's what we're talking about, about saying there's no opportunities. Well, there's an opportunity there. And if you're saying I haven't got the money to enter it, then work that little bit harder. Do you want yeah. to do something Investing to earn that extra money? Yourself. Save a pound every yeah. day, exactly. every week. Until you get to until 18 get... pounds for a submission. Is that all come it is? On. 18 pounds. Oh, come on. Right. Yeah, I said, a cup no of coffee problem. at you Starbucks. Have, you have no excuses. How, how, stop. Well, maybe about <laughs> two or three cups of coffee. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it's people true. spend stupid money on rubbish. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be and a filmmaker, think about it. Think about where you're spending your money and work it out and do it properly. But in terms of advice, I've got to get this in because I know Claire mentioned everything about tips, but. The hard work the starts hard work after you've actually made the film. Yeah, that's yeah. Easy. That's so easy. true. Yeah, the shooting yeah. and it's, yeah. it's the marketing. And that's hard. And a lot of people fall down on that. And obviously I would know because yeah. of the festival, because of what happens to a lot of films that are not part of Buff. When I see what happens to them, and I think if only they were part of Buff, because that's one of the great things about the festival. After the screening, we just give it that duty of care, the shelf life. We make sure that it's... On TV, it's getting distribution, it's getting press, it's getting employment opportunities. It's getting talked about as well because mm-hmm. f- film is about people ultimately. It's a social thing. It's going to the cinema. That I still treasure that. Everyone's about watching it at home, Netflix and chill and all of that. 
There's nothing quite like being at a cinema. I mean, if you were at the premiere of No Shade, you'd think you were watching a, a concert, a comedy concert or something. Yeah. Even though the subjects in the film were like really gritty, like this is the laughs, belly laughs. Yeah. People unconsciously just predicting what's going to happen next, going, no, she's not, is she? Oh my God. I've never, and it's just, it's a wonderful feeling. You can't, you can't fake that. And that's all down to Claire's script, the cast, incredible. But it's a shared experience experience of cinema. For people that are in the audience, they can relate clearly to what was going on in the film. And not many films can do that. So, yeah, when you do get a chance to see No Shade, tell your friends. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it coming out. Um, their next show is out on Tuesday. As always, we're always out Tuesday, unless we put an extra show out on Friday. Uh, so we will see you next Tuesday. Until then, stay well, work hard, and try to take another step forward to making your indie film. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.